Good morning. This is the Blaine's World Podcast that we found each week on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can also listen in on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can get additional information as well as listen to previous shows on our website. And if I move out of the way, I think you can see it, www.blainsworld.net. I'm your host, Blaine Greenfield, and I'm here in my Zoom studio in lovely downtown Fairview, North Carolina. Each week, we focus on positive news and information about people and organizations in both West North Carolina and throughout the country. And to that end, it's my pleasure to introduce Nancy Gavin, co-founder and president of Laps and Naps Home for Senior Cats. And uh, Nancy, you can wave to all your fans and friends who might be watching this. Okay, so that is Nancy. <laughs> and by the way, I have to ask you, are we at now at the at the uh, Home for Senior Cats? Is this where we are now? Well, we actually don't have a facility. We're a foster-based oh. uh, senior cat rescue. Oh, so you are in my home office right now. Okay. But now I remember, too, because the yeah, last time we spoke, same kind of thing. So this is your home office. And uh, let me ask you this. The, or I should just mention that originally you're from Baltimore, moved to Black Mountain, North Carolina, with her husband, Mike, and their four cats in 2015. Do you still have four cats? No, sadly, two of them have died, the two oldest. So we're down to two cats, an alpha male and an alpha female. So they would make life miserable for any other cat that came into our house. Okay. She also has had a few careers in both corporate and nonprofit sectors. Her volunteer experience includes garden therapy with the elderly hospice work and many years of working with cats for animal rescues. In addition to work with cats, Nancy finds joy gardening and spending time in nature. So the question, Nancy, let me just ask you in terms of how you got into this whole field. As a child growing up, did you have cats? Uh, we had one cat at a time. My mother was a single mother raising three children and uh, didn't want to deal with the ha hassle of cleaning up after animals because children aren't very good about that. So uh, we would occasionally have one cat. So when I left my mother's home, I uh, rented an old farmhouse and got up to 13 cats in that house. That's that's a lot of cats. Um, <laughs> that was my all-time high. And so what happens, you now down, we just raised two. So what happened to the 13 cats? Were you, were you trying to adopt them out or what was the story there? Oh, no, I was just collecting them. And kittens, you know, we were out in the country, so kittens come in uh, twos and threes. So they just accumulated. They were all spayed and neutered, but the, the cats just found their way to our old farmhouse in the country. So what eventually happened to them? Well, they eventually died off oh, okay. on so, their own. So they were yeah. with you for a while then. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So then what's uh, now, now we're talking uh, probably 40 years ago. Oh, okay. Now I got it. So I, I was in my young 20s then. Okay. You had, you had more energy then. You could handle 13 cats at one time. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Did you know all the names of all 13? Not now I don't. <laughs> no, but th then did you? <laughs> did you know the names of all them at the time? I did. Yes, of course. Okay. You know, it's, or you could have done like the George Foreman does, you know, just call everybody George, you know, George one, two, three. <laughs> but so fast forward then. So you did that when you were in your twenties. Now a couple of years passed then. How did you get into, uh, now you're in Black Mountain, right? That's where you live now? Yes. 
And so yes. how did you get into this whole thing with uh, senior cats in the Black Mountain area? Well, uh, even when I lived in Maryland, I was volunteering with animal rescues, working exclusively with cats. So when I moved to North Carolina nine years ago, I just continued volunteering. Uh, I volunteered for Brother Wolf Animal Rescue. I volunteered for Mountain Pet Animal Rescue, working exclusively with the cats. But then I had this vision of starting a home for senior cats, and uh, that took up so much of my time that I no longer volunteer for the other cat rescues. But I have always loved working with cats. Uh, I, I just feel a very strong connection to them. And I really saw the need for a home for senior cats specifically because they're the least likely to be adopted. And your approach, I think, is really cool. So as you said, you don't have a facility for it, but you provide homes for lots of senior cats. And talk, now I remember our discussion when we had a couple of years ago. Talk about how you do that. What's the idea behind it? Well, uh, the goal was to recruit as many foster homes, foster families as we can. So we're based in Black Mountain, but we have foster homes throughout the Asheville and Hendersonville area. And we have some outliers. We have a foster home in South Carolina. We have one in Tennessee. We have one in Hickory. But we really like to keep them uh, closer to the Asheville-Hendersonville area. And that way, if people are interested in adopting our cats and they want to meet them first, uh, they don't have to travel so far to meet them. Now, you've certainly come quite a distance from when, when we first spoke, I believe. You were just getting it off the ground. Is that correct at the time? That is correct. Yeah. Yes. So just, uh, We started Laps and Naps. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We started Laps and Naps in 2020, but it was right before the country shut down. And in 2020, we had one cat that died of cancer eight weeks after we got him. So we really count 2021 as our first real year in business. So technically, we've only been in business two years now, and we are growing by leaps and bounds. We have many more foster families. We've been able to help a lot more cats. Um, last year, we adopted out, I believe it was 24 cats. And so far this year, we've adopted out 52. Wow. So, so we've doubled so talk about the process then, that both in terms of the cats and then people uh, adopting the cats. So if somebody has a senior cat, for example, um, whatever reason, they can't raise the cat or other reasons there might be, what do they do then? Do you, are you looking for more senior cats or how, how do they get into your system? No, we we have a waiting list of cats in need of homes. We get far too many calls for people wanting to relinquish their senior cats. Uh, either it's because a family member died and uh, no one in the family can take the cat, or maybe a family member moved into assisted living or a nursing home and can't take the cat with them. Or we get calls from people who are moving and they can't find a place to rent that will allow them to bring their cats. And then there are the people who, uh, once cats start getting older and start developing uh, the medical problems that come with having a senior cat, they no longer have the money or uh, the will to deal with those problems. So they call us to see if we can take their cats 
So we always have far more requests to take cats than we have homes available. We can only take as many cats as uh, we have homes available. So if somebody does have a senior cat, should they call you or how does that process work? Well, they do call us if they right. want to relinquish their cat. They they either call us or they contact us through our website. We'll, we receive emails. Uh, we receive requests through the contact form on our website, or they just give us a call. Now, something you mentioned I've been reading about is changing, which I think is kind of cool. Certain facilities now allow people to have cats with them, especially uh, some nursing homes allow it. Is that is that correct? Have you heard of that at all? Well, uh, it depends on the facility. I'm not sure about nursing homes, but uh, many senior housing right. complexes allow people to have cats. Okay. So uh, even people in assisted living, it just depends on the facility. So if somebody can't take care of the cat, they contact you. Um, describe the process in terms of people finding out about you. You said mentioned the website. If they contact you, what happens? They're looking to adopt a cat? Is that what usually is the case? Uh, well, we have calls from people looking to relinquish cats. Right. And then we have calls from people looking to adopt cats. So the people who call wanting to relinquish their cats, uh, we request that they send us um, very good pictures of their cats and their bios, uh, write up a little a uh, bit about their history, their personality, their likes and dislikes. Do they get along with dogs, children, other cats? And then we can post it to our website and to our social media and look for somebody who can connect with that cat and say, okay, you know, I, I have room. I, I can foster this cat or I can adopt this cat. But there is a waiting list of uh, cats waiting for available homes and it's not a matter of first come, first serve, because we, we serve sort of as a matchmaking service where we try to match the appropriate cat with the appropriate family. Uh, so it's just a matter of waiting until the, the right family comes along for that particular cat. Why should somebody consider adopting a senior cat? Well, you know what their personality is like. That With kittens, you don't know what the person is going to turn out like once they grow up. Kittens are wide open. If you want something that's going to be zipping around your feet <laughs> and running up in your drapes and uh, finding every little hidey hole in your house, uh, then kittens are for you. They're very high energy. Uh, with senior cats, they're more laid back. Uh, you know their personality when you get them. Either they're lap cats or they're not lap cats, and uh, they're they're much calmer. We were blessed in that um, we adopted our, our previous cat was a senior cat was uh, twelve years old. Okay, and um, mm -hmm. she was great. She was with us for seven years. You know, and, and just like you said, we kind of knew what we were getting, and we just loved her dearly. And so it's just you know, it's people should be open to the fact. It's, uh, I guess it's, Nancy, it's almost like buying a new house. You know, some people say they want to buy a new house. Other people don't want to buy a new house. And uh, not buying a new house can, not getting a new cat can work for a lot of people. You know, um, plus it, it's saving the cat, you know, which is just incredible. Absolutely. The, um, so if somebody's planning to work with you or contact you about adopting a cat, what should they 
anticipate or what happens? Are, are the cats healthy when they get them? Are they test checked by vets? What, what actually happens if I call you up? Well, when we bring cats in, we do get them to the vet and we have senior panels run. So we have their blood work done. We can tell what's going on internally with them. And uh, they're, they're snap tested for FIV, FELV, heartworm. Uh, we bring them up to date on their vaccinations. Now, uh, we don't combo vaccinate the, the super seniors because they've developed an immunity by that time. So we do uh, have to vaccinate them for rabies because that is North Carolina state law. So we vaccinate them for rabies. We microchip them in most cases. Uh, for some of the super seniors, we don't do that. But uh, we pretty much know uh, what the what we're getting. Of course, none of our cats come with guarantees. Uh, we've had 10-year-old cats die, and then we have cats you know, that live to be 22. They're just like people. You don't know what their time limit is. But... Uh, we pretty much know their personality when they, they go to a home. Uh, but of course, when a cat goes into a new home, you have to give it six to eight weeks to really decompress and to learn the routines of the family and to let its true personality show. So yeah, we, we ask people to give it time. If a cat comes into your home and it's hiding for the first week, please give it at least six weeks. So if somebody contacts you or if I contact Laps and Naps, and by the way, I just have to back up and say, I love that name, Laps and Naps. How did you come up with that? Uh, it just came to me. Okay. So uh, senior, senior cats like to lay on laps or, or a lot of them do. So it, it's just very comforting for the human and for the cat to have a, a cat in your lap. By the way, we're discussing this at our home right now. How long does a um, a cat typically nap? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, 16 to 22 hours a day. Is it that much? You know, we, no, we <laughs> wonder. Some cats seem like they sleep an awful lot. Okay. So it's, yeah, not, it's, it's not just us. It's not just you. No. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> no, cats we, sleep a lot, even young cats. So if we call you then, or somebody calls you, and we'll talk about that in a second, uh, they have, the, I guess, the option to do one of two things. They could foster or they could adopt. And I guess you're looking for people willing to do both? Absolutely. Uh, we love our adopters because it, it takes the cat off of our payroll, so to speak. <laughs> uh, as, long as, the, as long as the cat is being fostered, we cover its medical expenses and uh, in some cases, we'll cover the cost of food and litter. It just really depends on the circumstances of the foster family. But we have a third option. We have what's called a sanctuary home, and that's a cross between a foster and an adopter. So this is for people who would adopt a senior cat, but they're afraid of the medical expenses that they may incur. So the cats remain under our guardianship, but they're no longer on the adoption list and they stay in the same home for as long as the cat and the person is happy. And we continue to cover its medical expenses, but we have to be very careful how many sanctuary cats we allow into the program because we would go under if, uh, you know, every cat stayed on our payroll for the remainder of its life. We could, <laughs> that's just not financially sustainable. 
<laughs> so typically the cats. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, typically, the cats we allow into our uh, sanctuary home program are the less adoptable cats. Uh, they're the older cats. They're the cats that are on medication and uh, the, the cats that, for whatever reason, uh, have been on our adoption list for a long time and they're just not speaking to anyone. So we would rather they go into a sanctuary home program so we don't have to move them around. Because it's better for the person, it's better for the cat if they just remain where they are. I love how you call it on your payroll. It's such a cute expression to say that you know, <laughs> these cats are on your payroll. But let me ask you this, if I can. Uh, how many people, like we were at one time, a foster, and so they call you up, they want to force the cats, and they become failed foster parents. Is that a fairly uh, common occurrence? Uh, it is fairly common, and and we don't have a problem with that at all. We uh, don't like w losing a foster home. However, we're all about the the care and comfort of cats. We we care for their emotional health as well as their physical health. And it's simply better for the cat that it stays where it is if it's comfortable there. If it loves living there, why uproot it and move it? So we uh, we call them foster successes, actually. Even better. I like that. So if somebody... Um, fosters a, a cat, and then somebody else wants to adopt that same cat. How does that work? Do they go see the cat where it's being fostered, or is there some mechanism for arranging the movement of the cat? Uh, actually, we we talk it over with the foster families, and uh, they realize that approved adopters will be allowed to visit the cat in the foster home. So we do all the screening. Uh, it has to be an approved adopter. And uh, then we make arrangements with the foster family for the approved adopter to meet the cat in the home. And I have to say that the foster always has first option to adopt. So if they receive, if we receive a, a foster or a adoption application, we notify the foster and the foster has the opportunity to, to say at that time, no, I don't want this cat to be adopted. I want to adopt this cat. And so a lot of times, is that what happens at times? The at foster. times, yes. So if folks want to get information then about the program, I guess the two options to surrender a cat, even though we don't have space in that part of the program, or to foster, or to adopt, best bet, you have a website people can find out information? We do. It's lapsandnaps.org. Okay. And, and we have a contact form on that website that they can fill out and the email comes to us. They can also give us a call. Our phone number is on the website. Okay. So best bet, go to that website first, lapsandnaps.org. Laps and, and yes. Lapsen, what's the name again? It's Lapsen. Naps. And Naps, yeah, I, got I love that name, lapsnaps.org. So people check this out. Talk about other help you're seeking. Are, are you looking for volunteers to participate in the program? We're, we're always looking for volunteers. Uh, our greatest need for volunteers is foster families. But uh, we also have a need for somebody who is experienced in uh, launching and running a capital campaign. We need a money person, somebody to help us raise money. We're in need of somebody experienced in grant writing. 
And uh, we're always looking for volunteers to help with tabling events. When we set up a table at a at, at a facility or uh, adoption event, for people to you know stand at the table and answer questions about our cats. Now, aside from you, how many other people are involved in this, or is it primarily a one person operation? No, we have a board of directors. Oh, there are okay. seven members on our board of directors. So we have a treasurer, a secretary. Uh, our newest board member is actually our project manager for uh, the facility we hope to build. We have land, we have plans, uh, <laughs> we, we have a project manager, but we need uh, somebody to help us raise the money for our capital campaign. Very exciting. Where's the, uh, uh, can you share where the land is located? Oh, yes. It's in Marion, North Carolina. We have five and a half acres of horse pasture. <laughs> no, very nice, though. Did somebody donate that to you or that just how did you get it? Well, we got it because uh, we had a vision of what we were looking for. We were looking for already cleared, relatively flat land on uh, preferably on a paved road or close to a paved road. Sure. And uh, one of our board members who lives in Marion, he's a former board member, he saw this piece of property come up. So uh, we knew we had to jump on it. And we contacted our largest donor and basically tapped that donor out uh, to help us purchase this piece of property while it was available. So we have five and a half acres of land and it's gorgeous. No, and then we worked with Alice Dotson, an architect in Asheville, and uh, she helped us design, uh, come up with the preliminary design for the facility. But now we have a bid out for a commercial uh, architect because it, it has to be a commercial uh, build. So uh, we actually are awaiting a bid from a commercial architect. So if people want to get involved, certainly another way they're invited to get involved is if they'd like to contribute to the nonprofit. Is that correct? You're looking for contributions? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, we we live off of donations. Uh, we, we do have a very small grant we receive every year to help with medical expenses. And medical expenses are our greatest expense because we don't have uh, our own medical facility. All our cats go out to veterinarians in the area. So we pay the, the, the regular cost of uh, going to a veterinarian and anybody who has animals know that it's high. So our greatest expenses for veterinary expenses and medications and supplements for our senior cats. So it's followed from, closely by litter. No, I can imagine. So aside from the, uh, plan to build a facility down the road. Is there anything else upcoming that folks should know about or you want to share about the organization? Well, that's the biggest thing is um, uh, supporting us and, and by helping us to recruit fosters by donating because we uh, wouldn't continue to exist without our donations and uh, seeking somebody to help us raise money for our future facility. How about one other thing in terms of donations? Are you also looking for, um, you mentioned uh, cat food. Are you looking for donations, cat food to, to pass on to other people? Oh, we always take donations of cat food. And we try to get all of our cats on a wet food diet because it's better for them. 
So uh, we turned down a lot of donations of dry food and especially the prescription dry food because we don't typically feed it. But we're always looking for donations of uh, canned food and cat litter and supplies, uh, litter boxes, food dishes, uh, cat trees, because we do supply our fosters with uh, basic supplies. And I'm glad you shared that because, again, when we've had a cat pass a couple of times, we had all this cat food or this stuff around and um, we, we gave it Brother Wolf and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Humane Society. But boy, you guys could could use it as well. Um, and I'll just tell you a real story. You probably have heard the, the same uh, thing as well. But we were so fortunate with uh, Chewy. It's just an amazing organization. I don't know if you've had the experience. Mm-hmm. But we had oh absolutely. But we had a cat pass. I had all this cat food. You know, my wife buys it in bulk and large amounts, and they were so cool. They said, "Don't I? I didn't. I should have thought of you folks." They said, "Donate it to you know a nonprofit," and they took the donation. They were glad to. Plus, incredible. Um, uh, Chewy gave us our money back too. You know, they didn't even want the food oh, back. Wow. It's just an amazing mm-hmm. organization. But people should know that. I didn't realize that. And I think you said it very well. And, and do you have that on your website, by the way, that you you take food and, and take um, other stuff that people have with cats? Uh, we don't list the supplies. We do have an Amazon wish list, though, and we have a Chewy wish list. Okay. But you may want so to just think about that. Go to Chewy. Right. But to add that option that, hey, if they have any stuff for cats that, you know, their cat's passed or is not around you'd welcome that stuff as well. You know, because again, oh, cat, absolutely. especially if a cat passes, you don't know what to do with this stuff. You know, so you have, you know, it's just, it's just lying around. Anyway, boy, if you come along, you know, I remember now I remember our discussion good two years ago, you were just getting off the ground. And I, I, I said, you didn't, do you have any cats here? You working one or two at a time. And so now you're up to 52 just this year alone. That were adopted, yes. That's well, huge for us. No, I mean, it's used for anybody. And, and what a service you're providing for folks, for the community, that rather than just who knows what happens to the cats, you're giving them a home or trying to find a, a good home for them. Beautiful story. So wherever you're doing it, I just you know, want to thank you for doing it and encourage you to continue doing what you're doing in the future. I'll have you one last time, if you would, please. The website is what again, please? Website is lapsandnaps.org. If they go there, they'll see all the cats that are available? Yes. Well, actually, our website isn't updated as quickly as our Facebook page. We we can be found on Facebook and um, also Instagram, although one of our younger members uh, handles the Instagram account because... I'm I'm the Facebook generation. <laughs> exactly the same thing too. Even mentioned begrudgingly, I'll try to go in, but that's certainly um certainly true, you know. But look at so you're on Facebook as well, you're on Instagram. And if you want to find laps and naps, you're going to find them. And just, you know, incredible because I can just see the next time we speak, you're going to double that number of uh, adoptions. Plus by then you'll be in your own facility, hopefully, right? That's the goal. Hopefully. Okay. Anyway, Nancy, I'd like to thank you for being my guest on this edition of the Blaine's World Podcast. And please continue wherever you're doing, just continue it. It's just providing a great service for cats of Buncombe County, certainly, and surrounding areas. I'd like to also thank my producer, Cappy Tassetti, and we'll see you sometime, hopefully, in the future. Uh, Nancy, good speaking to you.
Thank you. Okay, and stay with me. I'm just going to sign off and you and I can wrap up.